Greetings, it's Dave Zorka with Saturday Omaha. Your connection to food, friendship, and the restaurant industry people that make it happen in Omaha and elsewhere. Chicken rules everything around me at Dirty Birds. Our radio listeners have heard us allude to the genius that is the food within their walls. Their chambers are now located at 1722 St. Mary's Ave in the Flatiron Building, and the place is all their own. And it was time for a visit. We talk sweet tea tenders, brie and berry pancakes with bone-in perfectly cooked chicken, and of course, that old delicious brine sandwich. TJ, Danell, and I are about to speak on the rulers of tasty chicken. So, hang on to your fork, stay right where you are, and Saturday Omaha will be right back. Keep listening if you're hungry. You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hey, it's Dave Zorko with Saturday Omaha, and we are on a revisit type mission, but uh, a little bit different because, um, you know, we've been doing this show now for. My goodness, four years since 2018 we've been doing this. And there's some places that we've talked about a while ago that maybe we've gone to but not for a Saturday or uh, they have refactored their menu or moved. And also there's some places that maybe didn't quite make it on the radio show. So here we are. We've got the radio show and the podcast because that's kind of what we do. And we are going to be talking about Dirty Birds, which has recently reopened at 1722 St. Mary's Avenue, Omaha, Nebraska, and a good downtown zip code at 68102. But, listeners, you need to know who's talking about some Dirty Birds today, and of course, Dave Zorko right here, and I have Danelle Taylor, otherwise known as the Omaha Fatty here, our co-host. Danelle, how are you? I am well, sir. You know me. Always eating good. And also, we have, of course, long-standing co-host TJ. TJ, how are you, sir? Well, Dave, I'm I'm doing all right. And after this meal we're about to talk about, I'm thinking of changing my name to Heavy T. What did you What do you think? <laughs> Just Heavy T, no Heavy D. Is uh, this... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling it. Wow, wow. This is this is fair enough. Dirty Birds, definitely known uh, for both quality and quantity, and we're, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. And um, just to kind of give everybody a heads up out there, so they used to be in what was the Switch Dining Hall, and the Switch was located in the Blackstone District, and Dirty Birds really kind of got their start after doing a pop-up event downtown. So um, Midwest Mike and Moses Mosley, all those guys... They, they've been through Kitchen Table. They did a pop-up. They started Dirty Birds and at Switch. But the Switch is no more. They are, they are reopening, rebranding. But importantly, the businesses were finding a home. So like El Arapon went down to Bellevue. And Dirty Birds, as we just said, is at 1722 St. Mary's Ave, which is the flat iron building. And the interior of the place is really nice. Um, Dirty Birds definitely gives it their uh, funky flair. Been known to throw a little bit of of the Wu Tang around the uh, the building, but uh, they've got their Dirty Birds stained glass sculpture towards the uh, apex of the triangle. 
In addition to that, uh, they have their uh, alcoholic beverages. They have their soft beverages. A one large change, if you are familiar with the Debo sandwich, it's not on the menu anymore. The Debo sauce is available right at your table in a uh, sauce caddy, so you can take your OG chicken sandwich and turn it into a Debo one, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, very clean, very nice, fun, fresh inside, kind of a uh, longer picnic table style seating, so you can get together with you and 12 of your closest friends and just share one chicken sandwich because they're gigantic and you'll probably be okay. Okay, maybe you need a little bit more than that, but there, there's a whole lot there. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, Danelle and TJ, I'll, I'll start with Danelle. Any other comments that you would like to uh, throw out there about the ambiance and general uh, vicinity of uh, the Flatiron building and Dirty Birds there? Again, a very unique building. You know, it's one of those places that, again, has those big paneled windows uh, that give you some great natural lighting uh, as you dine in. And if you're a, a, a foodie or a food photographer, you know, uh, it has the nice um, light coming through those windows, man. It it, all you have to do is make sure you angle your food in the right way and uh, you're good to go, man. I, I really enjoy that uh, as someone who takes pictures of food, especially I, I recently went to a place that didn't have the best lighting and I couldn't even use the photos because it was like red. And I'm like, I, I can't I can't post these. So I really appreciate that. And uh, just, you know, the art around the place is really unique. Uh, you know, they definitely put their own flair into what they do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of angling food correctly, uh, TJ has been known to angle food uh, towards his mouth quite often and, and eat a whole lot of it on a Saturday. TJ, did you have any additional comments that you'd like to weigh in ambiance-wise regarding the Flatiron and, of course, Dirty Birds Within? So in all seriousness, Dave, yes, I was thinking about some sweet tea tenders like the entire time you were doing that. And I figured these descriptions are usually pretty short. I'm just going to check out and then I'm going to be ready to talk about these sweet tea tenders. And then I thought... <laughs> About the sweet tea tenders, some more, and all the various, you know, textures and flavors therein. Yeah. Dave, did you talk about the benches? I did. You got the nice wooden benches. I did. That right. was the part where I said, hey, you can sit with 12 of your closest friends uh -huh. and maybe split one chicken sandwich. And you got big. the nice big wooden tables. Yeah. It's like a towel floor. And it's got that uh -huh. kind of Benson downtown uh, 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 kitschiness. Yeah. Well, well, not feeling. It doesn't feel like too pretentious but it feels almost like if you were a little bit artsy this would be a good place for you yeah. but also if you're you know you know a little bit folksy you know more more in the direction that that i am where you're looking for kind of a down-home place to eat this this also fits the bill there like it's 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 kind of kind of good for all peoples it's certainly not uh doesn't have like a, a high-end multi Michelin star restaurant feel, but for those of us who are looking to enjoy some chicken, whatever your background may be, I feel that the atmosphere does suit that. Did you cover that, Dave? Uh, I I think that sounds good. So you're saying if you're a little bit country, or a little bit rock, rock and roll, roll. Yes, or yes. maybe a little bit Wu Tang, you can find a home here at the Dirty Birds. Is what you're saying? A show enough, sir. All right, all right. So there's at least 36 chambers uh, located within. Got it. Okay. So noting that then, we better talk about some food because that that is the reason that we are here on Saturday Omaha is to bring you, the listener, some really fun, cool places to eat. And uh, if you were to go back in the Saturday archives, you could get the old Dirty Birds episode, but we are bringing you fresh chicken and hot chicken. And I went there twice within the last duration here and 
And Danelle, I, I I think you had eaten at the the switch location uh, prior. True. Uh, I got it to go, but yeah, it was at the switch location. Got you. Okay. Well, you dined in at at this uh, for this juncture, correct? Correct. Okay. And TJ, I know you dined in because one of my experiences was actually lunch with you. Saturday is about both food and friendship. Uh, Danelle, I think you were with the family, so um, sounds like you had some good company with you as well. I, w- I was with the youngest daughter. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So so true Saturday essence of, of that camaraderie and, and food. Let's start with TJ. No, no. Not, no, no. No, oh, no. Not oh. TJ. Heavy tea. Heavy... <laughs> Heavy, heavy tea, 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 heavy tea, heavy tea. Definitely for the purposes of this episode, very <laughs> heavy tea. All right, heavy tea, <laughs> lay it down. Tave, I, uh, you, you know, you're you're party to this because you were there with me, and I was. I saw it trying happen. to decide on exactly what to get, and I'm looking down this menu, and of course, we we try not to do what we refer to as the thing where we attempt to order the entire menu yeah. and then hurt all day uh-huh. afterwards for eating more food than we really wanted, no matter how good it may be. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out how to get a good cross-section of the menu, because I had not been in previously. I haven't had any of this. This is this is true. So this is very cool. So this is TJ's first Dirty Birds foray. Like, you didn't, you've never tried Ooh. it at the Switch, because Sam and I did the original... Saturday episode. So this is cool. So this is the first time TJ's been here and the first okay. time Danelle's got yes. to talk about this on the show. One of the big selling points there was uh, when our dearly absent Sam uh, was there. He actually takes this chicken seriously as a meal on its own. Sam does not take a lot of chicken seriously as a meal <laughs> on its own, especially just regular workaday fried chicken. He likes it. But huh, Sam has respect for this chicken he does it's true so i i had some expectations going in but little did i know what was about to happen Mm. so again i'm looking for a cross-section of this menu i'm trying to get maybe maybe two maybe maybe three things this is before i knew three things Uh, so i'm I'm looking and, and trying to trying to narrow my options and i think well i'll get one thing which actually you wound dissuading me from for yet another and we will talk about that part later (laughs) but i thought i'll I'll get one you know main entree that i'm interested in and then i'll just try like the regular tenders because that's kind of you know either that or the bone in is kind of what it's all about yeah and so i saw all right three tenders a la carte sounds good three chicken tenders how how dangerous could that be yeah and then (laughs) 13 dollars approximately Four thirty-three for one chicken tender. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How could this place justify? How good can the chicken possibly be? Yes, that they could justify four thirty-three for one little chicken tender. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm here for research. I'm here for Fatterday. I'm here for fact finding for the people. Is As what Janelle I'm here for. said, ten toes for Fatterday. Yeah, for the people. Yep. So that's what we're trying to do here. So you know what? It's not. That bad for some maybe tasty artisan chicken. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down my my thirteen dollars and get myself three tenders in addition to the entree that I'm thinking of. And I went with a sweet tea, Brian, because that sounded interesting. And also the other item came with some of the uh, the regular pickle brine. So that way I'm I'm getting both. And sweet tea sounded interesting. I'm like, how do you brine? I mean, it's got acids and tannins and stuff. I suppose tea can work as a brine, but but that's interesting. That's that's very different. Um, so we did the Three sweet tea chicken tenders. So I get two entrees. And now, mind you, the other entree, which we will talk about later, did uh, outshine it a little bit because it was visually 
quite impressive. However, I got three chicken tenders on what I would say is a, a standard uh, dinner plate, ovoid si- dinner plate size Not plate. a triangle like the building. Indeed. And there wasn't a whole lot of plate left <laughs> on that plate. Because it was all chicken? It was all <laughs> chicken. I understand why those are for 33 per tender. Now, again, TJ rants about uh, things like the current uh, current way we, we breed and, and grow and market chickens. I, I want me some, some artisan heritage breed chickens. We're, we're always breeding them for, for bigger and, and faster growth and, and less flavor. And these are all problems. So I have trouble advocating for this, but so help me. They were so big and, and tasty looking. I think they use Plum Creek Farms. Do they really? I think they use that would explain local chicken. That I would think. explain. I, okay, I don't know for sure. We're gonna have to fact find this probably before yeah. the end of the show or or as a bumper here because uh, that is an important fact. Because wow, I didn't know Plum Creek was growing them that big. But that would explain what we're about to get into. As I bite into my nuclear hot. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Temperature wise, this stuff and this was this was something that I encountered on everything that I had, both when TJ and I went. And when I went back, um, it just comes out turbo, turbo hot. Danelle, was yours? Did yours come out like face meltingly hot as well? It, it did, and uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. One could kind of say that you might need to, you know, take precautions and you know protect your neck you know, when you're eating the chicken. You know, well said, well said. Hey everyone, are you enjoying the show so far? I hope so, because we're talking about some of the tastiest chicken around at Dirty Birds, located at 1722 St. Mary's Ave in the Flatiron Building. There's more to be had, so let's get back to the show. Well said. All right, TJ, please continue with the tender. So they came out nuclear hot. They covered the plate. How were they? So we gave them a little while, uh, partially on your recommendation, partially because just the second I tried to pick one up. Oh, they're almost, they're they're hard to hold. Yeah. So uh, bite into it. Real careful, like. Yeah. And uh, have to have to kind of back off a bit because that first bite's real hot and the breading falls off. Oh yeah, because it can do that. Because it's 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 perfectly crisp. It surrounds the chicken and the chicken kind of gives up a little bit of its moisture, a little bit of its essence mm-hmm. to the surrounding tender. Somehow not making that breading soggy. The so the the breading is is perfectly crisp and maintains its shape around the chicken. So there's just a little tiny bit of space. So the breading falls off. Well now. I haven't bitten all the way through the chicken. Uh-huh. And the breading is here, so I'm trying the breading on its own for for documentation purposes, of for course. science, for as science. we sometimes say. Yes. And uh, this is another one where TJ has not uh, not properly identified the seasoning mix. I'm sure there's, you know, possibly eleven more or less uh, uh, seasonings and spices. It could just be salt <laughs> and pepper. I don't know, but it was really tasty. Um, I, I really like the texture of the breading. It's a a finer, uh, more even coat uh not too thick not too thin i don't know uh, millimeter ish just would you say? It, it it just holds together by sheer will of crispiness and it is so <laughs> enjoyable to eat I, I think that that's a good description by sheer will of crispiness because it's it, it's thick enough to be substantial it stands on its own but yes. more just out of its own constitution yes than than out of the thickness of the breading. So for those of you who are looking for a thinner breading, this should be right up your alley. But uh, if you tend to go for the the thicker ones because you want that flavor, you want that crunch. Uh, oh, mm, it doesn't have a crunch actually. It's, it's got a crisp. Yeah, just that crispness, delicate, on it, that out, crisp. outer layer. Yeah, it it is almost 
it is almost a pastry in and of itself. And then you get into the chicken. And the chicken confused me slightly because I kind of forgot somehow as we were waiting and, and talking and <laughs> I was anticipating the other entree yet to be described. I'd kind of forgotten I'd gotten the sweet tea brine. So it is, it's darker. It almost looks like a dark meat. It's got a little brownness to it because it's been brined in tea. The sweetness is there. Um, it is present and we will talk about that in the summary. Uh, the, the tea adds a nice flavor. It is still very savory. It is some of the most unquestionably, here comes the word everyone still hates. You're going to say it, aren't you? Moist. There it was. It is some of the most moist and tender chicken I've ever had in the entirety of my existence. It has a good flavor. It's not a massively chickeny flavor, but I'm aware of the chickeniness, which is hard to accomplish <laughs> with any kind of modern chicken. Um, best tender ever. Is it the best tender ever? It might be. I don't know if it Ooh. is, but it's certainly in the running if it isn't. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed these. I'm just, I'm kind of aware of the sweetness. I'm always aware of the sweetness when I deal in anything sweet tea. But while I'm thinking about the amount of sugar I am ingesting in, in my diet overall, and again, next entree, the flavor balance was perfect. So I, I just, I can't say no to it. It's, it's just right. It's good. It's tasty. Danelle, what did you get? I don't, I, I saw briefly some pictures, but with the exception of possibly the potato salad, I, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Yeah, man. So I went with, you know, the OG. Nothing too crazy. I did see those sweet tea tenders, and I was like, am I ready for that? I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. It's a, so it's a little out there. I, I think I kind of played it safe, you know, but you can't really go wrong. I myself got the sandwich, the OG. It's the OG for a reason. Yeah, yeah. My daughter... She didn't want to go with me uh, initially, but I was like, it's a chicken place. And she was like, chicken? Like her <laughs> her eyes lighted up. Aww. And uh, But yeah, man, I got the OG. I remember the last time I went, I got the uh, the one with the hot sauce on it. The Debo uh, or the I, Omaha, maybe. Yeah, depending. the Debo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you said, they have the sauce at the table now or, you know, they bring it over to you. I ate it like that, the OG. As Big T said, it came out piping hot. You know, that's perfect for, again, back to the photo taking, that's perfect for someone who wants to take a couple of pictures because you need a minute or two to let that chicken cool down a little bit. So, you know, that's efficiency right there at its best. Um, but, yeah, I got that and got a side of fries. And before I get into the chicken, mm. you know, those French fries are no slouch, man. Buddy, yeah. you are not wrong. Man, they I don't know what they do to the coating on those French fries. That but batter like, dip. Yeah, man. So there was a point <laughs> where I, I ate the sandwich and I was still eating the fries and I told my daughter, I said, Man, I'm I'm full. And then she goes, How can you say that you're full but you're still eating the French fries? You can't stop. And <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> those those fries, they're it's it's like five bucks, I think, for a basket of fries. They're they call yep. them the spepper fries. So they're they're like battered, perfectly crisp. They're dusted with a good even coating of salt and pepper. I'm with you, man. Those things were absolutely delicious. I saved some because I got to Dirty Birds first and then TJ uh came in after that. They were cold. 
by the time he got to them, they were still good, man. They were still some of the best yeah. fries I've ever eaten. I completely yeah. like they. I spaced on them till you said something, and I think it's because eating them is like some sort of autonomic function. It, it just has it to just, happen. It, it just happens when you're sitting next to them. And yeah, I got to them cold. Yep. They still might have been one of the best, if not the best, uh, batter dip fry experience I've had. They're just really good. Not too thick, not too thin, perfectly crisp. I'd love to have tried them hot, but Dave, I and you're welcome for this. I feel I did a service by eating half your fries because there's there's no way to stop that. Yep, it's just it's you, true. You can't. You're, you're going to finish whatever is there. <laughs> You're gonna eat them. Yes. I, I'm, I'm gonna send it back to Dedell here, but before before I do, I need to let you know that the second recent trip where I got the OG sandwich, I got a basket of fries, and I ate a basket of fries because I was Man. next to the basket of fries. There was no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like this like uncontrollable magnetism mm-hmm. to your mouth. Yes, yes. And, and I will say, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but me growing up in Ohio and Dayton. There was a restaurant that opened, it was a fast food restaurant called Rally's. Okay. And uh, when they opened when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, they had these seasoned fries that were coated and I had not had any fries like that. This kind of reminded me of those Ooh. fries. It's not as dark and not as yeah. seasoned. Mm. That that checks a box right there for that nostalgia. Nostalgia sauce. Now, let's get into this, this sandwich, man. Yes, sir. These sandwiches are... I mean, just a sight to see. You know, <laughs> they're way bigger than the bun that they are served on. Oh yeah, it's it's almost as big as a plate. Oh man, yeah. And then like the pickles are like thick cut, and you know sometimes you might catch a couple of pickled green beans on there. When I ate there the first time and I saw that, I was like, I've never seen a pickled green bean on a chicken sandwich before. Yeah, right. And I tell you, like you look at the picture. I'm looking at the picture right now that I took. And the skin, the breading on that chicken sandwich, man, you can tell that it's just crispy. Yes. You know how we talk about eating eating with our eyes first. When that thing comes out, number one, you go, what did I just do to myself? Because how am I going <laughs> to finish this big thing? Right. But then, you know, oh, man, you take that first bite of that piping hot chicken sandwich and uh, it's like a slice of heaven, man. I don't know. It, it, it's a beautiful thing. The seasoning was on point. You know, I did add some of the sauce to mine, not not too much. I, I think that I would probably next time like not put that sauce on there because I don't need it. Sure. Um, I di- I didn't love that sauce putting it on that way. I thought I remembered from my first time that the Debo was really good. Yeah. Like maybe it's something about when it's served, like put on right away, but it just seemed a little different when I just poured it on at the table. Okay. So, um, but man, this sandwich. Uh, you just got to look at the picture, man. That <laughs> If you're listening, please look up the pictures that we have posted on our pages because, I don't know, man, it's just beautiful. Golden crispiness. Yeah, 100%. And so it's it's served on a brioche bun. I, I really like the house pickles that come with all of their stuff. So big, thick, yeah. cut cucumbers, lots of good flavor. I mean, the thing is, these guys came from kitchen table origins and if you've ever eaten a kitchen table everything they do is from scratch so there's definitely some of uh the the chefiness is applied to to this sandwich and but those green beans they got a little kick to them you got a little bit of mayo on the brioche which i i I think i'm i'm growing i just i i didn't i don't make any alterations it's just there oh goodness knows that i've been growing (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you, Heavy Tea. The <laughs> Debo sauce, so you can get this OG or Omohot, which is going to be spicy for you. The Debo sauce is right in between, kind of a sweet heat. What I kind of liked about the Debo sauce on the table was I could bifurcate my chicken sandwich. I could put that on half the sandwich and do a kind of hot spicy, and then I could leave there the other go. alone and get the pure, crispy, geologic essence that is the breading on this chicken sandwich, and it's so good. Best of both worlds. Absolutely. Absolutely. I truly hope you enjoyed the first half of the show because there's more food on the way in our episode about dirty birds, but it's message time. So hang on to your fork, stay right where you are, and stay hungry. Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here, and on this episode, we're talking about some of the tastiest chicken around at Dirty Birds, located at 1722 St. Mary's Ave in the Flatiron Building. There's more to be had, so let's get back to the show. All right, so we covered the fries. The fries are delicious. We talked about the OG. TJ talked about the sweet tea chicken tenders. TJ, I know you got another item because I saw it, and it happened from, I, I guess, an audible on the field. We don't really do sports analogies so well here, but you, <laughs> you were in line about to order, and I saw on the menu what this was, and I don't know if I sprinted. I, I walked up to the front of the line, and I'm like, TJ, no! <laughs> they have this other thing. What about? And you're like, oh, why didn't you tell me about this before? Uh, TJ, take it from there. Well, Dave, I can feel my Yosemite Sam mustache growing out. Oh? As I prepare to say that this had sassafras. Oh, it did. It was on the menu. <laughs> what I got was the chicken and pancakes, two blackberry mm. brie cakes with two-piece brined fried chicken, OG or Omaha hot, with sassafras syrup, honey butter, pickled red onions. Oh, it doesn't list more there, but there was more there. So uh, as, as Danelle was noting, we had those pickled green beans. I mm -hmm. think there might have been... oh. I was going to say carrot. No, there was cauliflower there, like kind of a, a single, kind of a ooh, curry cauliflower yes, device. A single piece. Like I, I love this. Uh, uh, relish isn't the word here. My my grouping of vegetables. There's there's a word for this melange, and actually melange is also a word for that. But the the pickled green beans. Just a note on those because the the pickles themselves, the actual pickle pickles, are uh, announced as quick pickles. Meaning they are not fermented. They're they're put in a, a vinegar brine and probably uh, left to refrigerate for a little bit and made into pickles that way, uh, rather than left to sit in a vat for an amount of time and and ferment. Um, I am curious as to what happens with the green beans and some of the other objects because the green beans either it's in the the brine they're using, or they really are a fermented thing because it had that that kind of unctuousness mm. that a real pickled device would eating just one of them, I decided I liked it, kind of didn't like it, loved it, <laughs> liked it, kind of didn't like it, <laughs> it's really liked it, um, all, all, all in a single bite. So there was a lot happening yeah. with that there, and I actually would like order just some of that as a side. Were you searching for crudite, TJ? Was that what you were looking for? Some crudite? Sure. <laughs> Carry on. 
It's one of those words I can't read. It's practically a <laughs> catastrophe. Anyway. <laughs> that, that in addition to everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two-piece bone-in chicken, because I had to try the, the bone-in chicken. that I felt right. like that was a necessity. And the, the only thing is the pickle brine after the sweet tea, I think, is a misstep. Because I, I don't think you get the, the full enjoyment of the pickle brine because you're going from very sweet oh, yeah. to not and kind of kind of sour, which is more of a jam, really. I, I am more of a, a pickle brine type guy. Uh-huh. So I, I think I, I would recommend if you are consuming uh, one of these that you do not consume the other in the same, uh, same sitting. Okay. Just get more of the one that you have chosen. Got it. Uh, that said, I did like the pickle brine. It took a few bites to taste it. Um, again, super, super hot, super crispy, um, more crisp, slightly thicker breading on the bone in than on the tenders. Okay. Uh, uh, holds up a little bit more, has a little bit more, uh, uh, toothsomeness to it. I don't want that to be confused with like a chewiness or anything. Super, no. super, super crisp. Yes. Um, all, all the way through did not, uh, crumbled away a little bit, but did not really have the same separation like the tenders did. And the meat on the inside, moist, juicy, tender. I really like that pickle brine. And that is what is going to send me back. I mean, the, there's some overall overarching things, but the one item that's like on my mind right now is I need to go get me some more bone-in pickle brine chicken. Uh-huh. Uh, especially I think I think a thigh, a breast, and, and a leg are, are some things that need to be in my future in pickle brine, but let's talk about the pancakes. Yeah. What about the pancakes? So I was they look thinking, great. They really yes. those are a, a stained glass window of a pancake. Uh, <laughs> if, if we got those pictures posted up there, they are they are beautiful in in color and in sections. They're this deep golden brown. Though they don't, you know, if if you get them too dark, they'll they'll start to get a little bit of that flavor. They didn't go that far. It was just the perfect amount of golden brown with these little squares of brie in there. Yeah. I am not a brie guy, but in here, it works. I'm perfectly happy with it in here. It it has three or four. Uh, layers of flavor that I'm aware of in like a single bite and the textural changes because you know you got that that kind of rind on it and then the softer cheese underneath so you got multiple textures multiple flavors happening in just that one bite anywhere from that light almost kind of mushroomy flavor from the rind to a flavor I'm not used to from brie and I think it's from uh, uh, probably making contact with the flat top uh, I, I almost kind of like a, a darker cheddary taste. Oh, interesting. To okay. It. So there, there's a lot happening there. Again, not a brie guy. If you you'd offered it to me in most circumstances, I was like, yeah, cheese and a pancake, neat. This was a, a good pick. This was a brilliant idea. Same thing with the blackberry. You know, blueberry pancakes are are pretty traditional. These were nice. They were big. They were real big. Those were some some sizable spots of gently sweet berry goodness that almost in context because you know a pancake is a at least a lightly sweet thing yeah so the uh the berries while still sweet were almost savory in comparison because they are lightly sweet and they have so much other flavor going on it's just these little pockets of of interesting flavor in a a fairly fluffy but also very substantial pancake i mean literally physically heavy they they were fluffier than they had a right to be for the weight that they were but i'm gonna say real butter in this batter is is a very likely thing because it was that that heavier richer kind of bread product mm. thing so it was a nice 
rich, uh, uh, dense, but also fluffy pancake with those pockets of several different kinds of tasty, cheesy, kind of mushroomy flavor and the berries in there, all coated in a sassafras syrup. Now, I am only somewhat familiar with sassafras. I know it from variations on root beer. I was aware of a flavor that I, I believe to be sassafras. I am going to... I thought that was sarsaparilla. Right? <laughs> well, I think, I think you can get sarsaparilla on its own, but uh, sassafras as a component. Uh, mm. But you are, you are correct, and I have had me a sarsaparilla or two as well. All, all things root. Go easy on those things. <laughs> anyway, so I had the sassafras in there. A slight detractor for me. It was good. I liked this note, but there was a note of cinnamon in there, and I haven't had enough sassafras to know if it has a little bit of a cinnamon flavor to it. Oh, I suspect just a hint of cinnamon in the syrup, uh, which gave it character. Uh, uh, it's almost like punctuating the, oh. the, the sassafras throughout. Okay, It, it gives it uh, something solid. In, in my head, it's like dead center of the sassafras flavor and standing up a little bit. It makes itself known, but it's not the main body of the syrup. It was cinnamon dappled, is what I'm telling oh, you. Cinnamon dappled. I like that a lot. That just sounds delicious. W without actually being uh, uh, cinnamon dappled. There was visually nothing but uh, syrup right. here. But I, I noticed what I, I felt was a cinnamon note in there, which I felt detracted from the sassafras, sassafras a little bit. I, I really wanted to to get just a face Full of that, yeah. But from a a chefy uh, interest perspective, that broke it up so it wasn't just one note. I was still aware of all the flavors. It was well done. Uh, maybe not to my personal preference, but it was kind of genius. So I I can't I can't really write it up as a, a negative. Just not to my personal preference. I think the preparation was brilliant. I think the choice was a good one. I think that'll be up plenty of people's alley. You know, you can't please all the people all the time. And I I would bet you that I am the rare exception. But delicious concoction overall. The balance is good. The only the only negative for me is sweetness, which pancakes are supposed to be. Syrup is yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. So I had the, the sweetness of the pancakes and the sweet tea brine tenders. I'm very aware of uh, Mother Once Upon a Time was a, a fan of the movie Steel Magnolias where they talk about a cup of, cup of, cup of. Uh, something like a <laughs> cup of butter, cup of sugar, and a cup of heavy cream. Uh, yeah, it, it's a cup of three sweet, heavy things, and then and then some vanilla ice cream to cut the sweetness. That was always the, the ending line there. Um, well, well, my preference is for less sweet, and I am aware of the sugar I was imbibing here. There are other things to order, but uh, the flavor balance was perfect. It was delicious. It was a really good meal. Um, the only real misstep here is TJ's ordering strategy. One sweet thing and the rest not sweet things, and all would have been well, I think. You just kind of have to be aware of that going in, that if it says it's going to be sweet it's going to be pretty darn sweet but the flavor balance was right and everything was delicious this is unpretentious uh, uh smart chefy cooking so if i were if i were to summarize as somebody's just dropping into the episode because you had both these sweet tea tenders and you also had the bone-in chicken with pancakes and sassafras syrup um you would like to stay in either the sweet tea tender lane or the regular chicken lane, but you you don't want the sweetness to mix 
with your chicken in this case. I, I think it's something to be aware of. Okay. That that you can you can easily oversweet yourself if you're not really thinking about it. Okay. So that that combination they have with uh, it's the pancakes with the two piece pickle brine. Just add some more pickle brine chicken in just a little bit. Be careful because it's big chicken. Did you know, TJ, that uh, you can actually order your chicken and pancakes with sweet tea tenders instead of the bone-in if you wanted to? No, Dave, I did not. And that sounds dangerous. Yeah. It sounds tasty. Yeah. But dangerous. Yeah. I think, honestly, that's that's going to be a, a TJ ordering tip of the day is just get it with the pickle brine or get the sweet tea tenders because that's that way potentially lies madness even though both are delicious. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, Danelle, so you got the OG chicken sandwich... We talked about that. Yes, sir. You got the fries. Are there any other sides or items that we should include here before I talk about the other thing that I ate? Well, did you get the cornbread or the potato salad? I did not this time around. I've had them prior, but not in their new location at the Flatiron Building downtown. So please espouse their virtues, sir. Man. So I didn't get the corn or the I didn't get the biscuits myself. Okay. But my daughter, she ordered the two-piece combo. Yeah. And, you know, with that comes, it says on the menu, one piece, one biscuit. Uh-huh. I mean, that's what I thought she was getting, but there were two biscuits Same on the plate that she received. And these biscuits, mm. man, I kept confusing myself because they were cut in squares. Right. Uh, I, I kept thinking cornbread. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. chicken and cornbread. They were some thick biscuits. Again, heavy, but not not tough or hard or anything. Yeah, they're not uh, dense. They still they're had a nice... flaky, like on the yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's good uh, uh, aeration <laughs> with within the biscuit. Yeah, yeah, man. It was like perfectly done, and I was just like, my my daughter let me try a piece, and I was like, ooh, that's good. You know, you got your buttery flavor that comes through, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's a really good biscuit, man. It, it, sometimes when you get a biscuit, those round ones, you know, they're kind of like hard at the top. Yeah. You know, you can kind of knock on it a little bit. There was no part for how heavy this thing was. There was no part where it was like tough or hard. It was all soft and just it crumbled away. I mean, there you just bite right into it and it cuts right through. Yes. I, I would say that that is, I mean, yes, the fries were good, but those biscuits... I would have liked to have some honey or some some jelly jam or something to throw on there. Yeah. But they definitely are okay to stand by themselves next to that chicken. Well, well let me let me weigh in a little bit, and I'll, I'll get to my chicken in a second. But I also had the two-piece combo. Mine also came with two biscuits where it just said one on the menu. And one thing that I didn't see, so I'm going to have to ask about this next time, is it says the biscuits come with honey butter. Now, the biscuits do have a honey essence kind of built into the biscuit itself, and it doesn't need anything. But I seem to recall from when they were in uh, the Switch that they actually came out with a little side of honey butter. And so next time, I'm going to have to ask about that. Now, the real question is, if they give me the honey butter, do I only get the one biscuit as shown on the menu? Or do I get two biscuits? I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. I'm not sure if if I'd make the butter for biscuit trade or if I'd rather have the double stack of biscuits because they're really tasty. But I'm with you, man. It's a delicious biscuit. And I might have good news. There was butter. I don't know. I don't think I tasted it with the butter on there, so I don't know if it was a honey butter. But 
Yeah, there was a, a little scoop of butter next to her chicken Perfect. and her, her two biscuits. Perfect. And, and that, as per the menu, that is the honey butter. Mine might have just been missing it um, there, and, and next time I'll just ask them about it. So clearly they have it. Your daughter got it. It's on the menu. I'm excited. So that might give you that extra honey, uh, you know, essence, yeah. moisture punch that you want to put in that biscuit too. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I, I didn't have the whole biscuit. I just had a piece. So, uh, and then the the bonus was, you know, she of course didn't finish it. You know, she's eleven and she's like, oh my gosh, that's a know, huge she, meal. She, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she had leftovers, and I definitely uh, was given the leftover biscuit. She said, "I'm full. <laughs> you can have it." And I go, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you." Right. Yeah, yeah. So that that is the plus side of going uh, to have lunch with uh, an eleven year old who doesn't always eat all of her food. Bonus food. Bonus food. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So now, did you? So you? But you also got the potato salad and the cornbread. Yeah. So my daughter loves potato salad. Yeah. So when I saw that it was on the menu, I asked. I said, "Hey, do you want to get some potato salad?" And again, like when she found out I was going to a chicken place. Her eyes lit up like a disco ball, <laughs> and uh, you know I, I had to get it. And it's again five dollars for for the order of potato salad. Again, the appearance of this potato salad, uh, the way that they scoop it, you know, it's got a yellow tint. It must be a mustard base to it. Sure. Uh, and then they have some pickled uh, onions on top, or I, be- I believe they're onions. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so too. yeah, red onions. Yeah, pickled red onions. So one of the things that really surprised me about this was, you know, the they had black olives and I think there were some green olives in there as well. Ooh, a little different. Uh, I hadn't had, yeah, I hadn't had any potato salad like that before. And I, I will say my first couple of bites, I was like, ooh, but then I'm not a huge mustard based potato salad guy. Ah, I'm more of like a home style. Okay. Uh, but my daughter loved it. Nice. Like she she loved that potato salad and she definitely ate it all later. Um but yeah, I had a couple of bites of it and at first it was really good and you get those different you know, when you have those green olives, you get that that bitterness, you know, as opposed to the black olive where it's more subtle. Yeah. Um but yeah, you get those fresh flavors uh, that come in that potato salad. So I think even if you're not a uh, lover of the mustard base, uh, you still could walk away saying that's some pretty good potato salad. Nice. Nice. Hey, everyone. We're talking about some of the tastiest chicken around at Dirty Birds, located at 1722 St. Mary's Ave in the Flatiron Building. There's more to be had, so let's get back to the show. I like that. That's cool. And then, um, and then you also got... The cornbread. Nope, just the biscuits. Oh, just the, just biscuits. the biscuits. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. The biscuits made me think of cornbread. Oh, I got you. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me there. Um, because I was checking because at the uh switch, I I haven't tried them at the Flatiron location, their their new current location. Um, but they do have blue corn hush puppies served with honey yes, butter. Yes, I saw that. Okay, so we didn't get yep. that this time around. So so we we won't we won't talk about them then. <laughs> we'll stick with the biscuits and potato salad. But that's okay because that leads me to kind of finishing up um my my two-piece combo. So for for this mission for this episode, uh the OG chicken sandwich, TJ let me try some of his sweet tea uh chicken tenders which are delicious and gigantic as described. Um the two-piece combo 
somebody might look at this menu and be like, um, two-piece combo for 13 bucks? That sounds mm-hmm. kind of like that's a lot. Um, no, it's perfect. A two-piece combo is going to fill up most normal humans pretty dang good when it comes with those two biscuits on the side. And if you decide yes. to pair that up with some of those fries that uh, Danelle and I were talking about earlier, buddy, um, you're going to need a little nappy after your chicken. Um, and so I, I, I should say nap that way in case any uh, British listeners are, are coming along the lines. You, you, don't, you don't need to worry <laughs> about a nappy, a, a nap, a sleep, a siesta. Uh, the two-piece is good size. Uh, drum and thigh is the dark meat combo. You can get a breast and wing combo. Um, I, I like the, the dark meat combo, drum and thigh. I mean, that's where the, where the flavor's at. Um, it came with two biscuits, just like uh, Danelle's daughter's combo did, and those scratch quick pickles. So you've got uh, a couple of beans. I think I had one piece of that cauliflower like TJ was talking about. And I really like the the cucumber pickles. It's a good-sized cucumber. They're real thick, delicious, and kind of breaks up um, the meal a little bit. This chicken, much like the chicken sandwich, is just so good. Whatever geologic magic creates this perfectly crisp light, yet you get enough breading there where if a piece breaks off, it's just this enjoyable little snack by itself. And it is so good. And and I I will easily go out there and and you can tell them I said so. This is like some of the top chicken I've probably ever had um, in the Omaha area, bar none. Uh, I, I, I won't give you a one, two, three type ranking. I'm just telling you, this is that next level chicken. When we started at the beginning of this episode, TJ was talking about our co-host Sam um, and how, you know, chicken doesn't always hit the mark for him on a Saturday and this restaurant in their older location did. I can tell you in their new location in the Flatiron Building, uh, 1722 St. Mary's Ave, um, it just hits the mark. The sandwich hit the mark. The bone-in chicken hit the mark. The sweet tea tenders, I got a little nibble of that hit the mark. All the sides, everything just delicious. So the two-piece combo, I think, is going to take care of you. Um, and it's just it's just good. And, and to that then, since we've talked about the food, I want to get us moving a little bit into a Dirty Birds wrap-up. Um, as stated, their location, their own brick and mortar that is all theirs is at 1722 St. Mary's Ave in the Flatiron Building. We talked about the ambiance being nice and clean with uh, some bench-style seating so you can sit with a bunch of people. Now, let's go for some hooks and hints on here. The hook for me is just interest and everything is well done and quality that is above average. Well above average. These guys are swinging for the fences to use yet another sports analogy, which we really don't do often here, but they are. And they are hitting home runs because they are swinging for the fences with all of these things. Um, It is unique to them. If you get their food, it has their personal touch on it. Their menu is not gigantic, uh, and they are doing some things very well. I would like to try, I I think, the brunch, which they do on Sundays, um, is is cool. Danelle, you and I were talking about the possibility of getting biscuits and gravy at Dirty Birds. Yeah, chicken and, yeah, and 
biscuits. Oh, yes. so good. So yes. good. So, and, and my hint here, though, I think the very first time that you go in, I think it, I'm going to have a hard time not recommending the bone-in chicken, but I'm, I might say you have to go with the chicken sandwich because it's gigantic, it's huge, and it's so huge. good, and pair that up with some fries, and, and you're just going to be so happy. Get that Debo sauce that's on the table, try a little bit on part of your chicken sandwich, and some OG just on the other side, and, and that's going to be my recommendation. Uh, Danelle, how about some hooks and the hints for, for Dirty Birds here as we kind of wrap it up on the show? I mean, just get the chicken, man. <laughs> get the chicken. <laughs> I don't care what kind you get, bone in, no bone, just get the chicken, man. Like you're not you're not making a bad selection if you grab some chicken from Dirty Birds. Like you said, uh definitely going above the average uh you know, product that's being presented yes. around Omaha. Um it's good, man. I've had two occasions where i've eaten there or from there and i've enjoyed both i I remember (laughs) i was so excited the first time that i went there when it was in the switch food hall because i again i got it to go yeah and it came in this big cardboard like tote with like fries all over i was like man there's so much food in here um yeah man so just just get the chicken like you'll be happy i think no matter what you get there as your main entree, I think you will be satisfied, uh, both with flavor and taste and quantity. Mm. Um, I'm not a guy who likes to spend a lot of money. I don't have like any vices outside of food. Food is my habit, uh, my hobby. And you know, sometimes you look at the the menu and you see the price, like uh, Big T and Dave talked about, like. <laughs> Is it worth $13? I will say that my daughter and I, we went and I think we spent 40 bucks, maybe a little more. And I am totally okay with that. That is saying something that, that speaks to the, both the quantity and quality of this, you know, on, on the show, um, you know, longtime listeners know that part of Saturday are, are places that you would recommend people, from out of town go to if they're in Omaha and I would have no problem recommending Dirty Birds if you're in it's an experience to to be had for sure for sure awesome TJ how about you hooks and or hints for the folks as we wrap it up here on our Dirty Birds episode on Saturday Omaha you know I I don't know if I have that much to add I think Dave you kind of nailed it with your analogy I mean this is absolutely a line drive to center field right (laughs) past the power forwards it's a slap shot all the way to the goal touchdown that's what this food is I see what you did there uh I would say my my hook here for me is nuance it's it's this big heavy hitting food but everything has has layers, has nuance, has these uh, little bits of, of something that make it special. And you're kind of aware of these different layers of flavor in what is traditionally, you know, it's fried chicken. You know what fried chicken is. You've had a thousand different kinds of fried chicken. We all know what fried chicken is. But this is not only a particularly good example, but there's all sorts of different little pieces throughout, whether it be in terms of flavor, in terms of texture, and... Yeah, the price point's pretty good. Uh, you know, I balked at it at first, and then a plate of chicken the size of my head comes out for <laughs> what I'd be spending at, you know, McDonald's or Arby's or whatever. Uh, it, it's 
value for money is good. It's it's everything I could I could ask a fried chicken uh, establishment to be. It, it's very approachable kind of chefy food. There's all sorts of interesting things happening, and I would say I could even go in for. A relatively, you know, like you say, the two-piece and the biscuits, any relatively small thing, I'd go in just to try that potato salad, as good as it sounds, or to to review the biscuits maybe with honey butter and see if I can get me a little bit of grape jam or something on Ooh. there. Like any any of the above uh, on, on like a weekday lunch, just like the smallest portion available would probably make me happy. Uh, TJ's one big hint is kind of leave your your preconceived food notions at the door. Mm. Uh, when the menu says it, the menu means it. They wrote it because that's what it is. Um, if, if there's a there's a description, don't start. I was doing mental math on, well, usually when it's this much, you know, really it seems like it's this much, so I'm going to order extra here. There's a lot of that going on. Just try it, get it, love it. There, there's nothing here that's any kind of a miss. I, I think we've hit, I, I haven't used this term in a while, a oh. dartboard menu. Ooh. Pick pick anything, and I, I think you'll, any one thing, and I think you'll come out smiling. I, wow, that's well said, well said. And yeah, and if you get like the fries or something, they're five bucks, there's plenty to share. They're, they're not shorting you there. The one thing I will, I will note from your wrap up there, TJ, before we close it down here is when you said nuance and leave your preconceived notions at the door. I like that a lot because you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get this, you know, small, greasy fried chicken. I, I don't know. I don't, Whatever you're coming in with. And the thing is, is that those nuances and the chef balance and attention to detail and things are just there. I remember when I was at the switch and they were serving up chicken and they were temping every piece of chicken to make sure it was just right. That food is so good. It is worth your time, and it's so nice that we got to be able to uh, collectively enjoy that and talk about it here and tell people about their new location and where they're at. So with that, we will wrap it up for Dirty Birds in their own building at 1722 St. Mary's Avenue in the Flatiron Building where you can get large quantities of delicious chicken and have a wonderful experience. And with that... I will say that I'm Dave. I'm Danelle. I'm TJ. And with that, we are Fatterday Omaha. Thank you so much for listening. And until we eat again, stay hungry. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry.